Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. This is the final word, World Cup Daily. Day 23, Adam Collins and Jeff Lennon for Seabus Super. The industry super fun hitting. Your retirement for six, and Jeff, we need to get ourselves in the pool with the Sri Lankans. Time for a pool party, because Sri Lanka have done something special. It's taken 23 days to open up the competition, and in an instant, suddenly, we have ourselves a proper, serious, fed income run to the finish line. Tell us all about it in 30 seconds. Sri Lanka looked ordinary. They lost two quick wickets, then Avishka Fernando smashed 49, and uh, Angelo Matthews and Kusal Mendes stitched together something. It got them to 232 for nine. It should never have been enough. England were cruising. Joe Root got to 50. They were three for 127. Then he got out. Lassith Malinga bowled one of the spells of his life. The wickets kept falling. Ben Stokes tried to bat it out with the tail, but in the end, he was stranded as uh, England fell short by 20. 20 runs, Stokes 82 not out. Nicely done. It felt like Ben Stokes was about to do a Michael Bevan for a couple of minutes there, didn't it? When he was batting with Mark Wood, clearing the ropes, picking the right balls to take singles from, all cool, all calm. But he left Mark Wood one ball to face in what would have been the 46th over, I think it was, 
and that's all, well, maybe not even that, might have been the 47th over, they only had three overs to go, but um, he feathered that one behind, and they went bananas, and after the, we've talked a lot about Sri Lanka's campaign, Jeff, and we've talked a lot about uh, how disappointed they've been in various things, and I referenced the pool already, and we've received a lot of tweets about the pool <laughs> in the last hour or so, and understandably so, and uh, and uh, and we want to be part of that too, don't worry about that, but um, what an amazing win, especially given that it was built on the foundation of Angelo Matthews, who a lot of people thought was more or less finished. As for Malinga, I mean, he lost the one-day captaincy not long before the tournament, in and out of the white ball teams. We didn't think he'd be a a serious force. Of course, he had to fly back to Sri Lanka for a funeral last week as well. Uh, And here he is bowling one of the spells of his life, as you said in the intro. Well, uh, absolutely. And I think Nuan Pradeep as well. Ten overs, one maiden, one for 38. Uh, He won't have too many more one-fers that he'll value more than that, being able to get that nick from Mark Wood to close out the game. Uh, Ben Stokes, it looks like he was... uh, you know, he's been batting conservatively since he came back into the team and here he was forced to go for it because the, the tail enders were running out. Suddenly he was hitting sixes, sort of channeling Carlos Brathwaite and putting himself at the other end of the pitch a la the World T20 final in 2016 and suddenly it was Stokes powering sixes down the ground. Uh, Isuru Adano bowled another terrific spell. We saw him bowl so well against the Australians. There was so much going on, so many subplots in this little game and it just looked like it should have been a stroll for England and you can't avoid thinking that they have massively stuffed this one up. Yeah, I was so glad for Pradeep who we've spoke about a bit on the show through the World Cup. A couple of years ago, might have been three years ago in a one-day series against England, he went for 18 in the last over against Wokes and Plunkett to lose a one-day up from absolutely nowhere. And he... and. Stokes was taking him down two boundaries in the over that ended up being the final one and that was his final over too so he couldn't have taken any more tap but for a moment there I'm thinking he's going to be the guy walking off the field um, having lost the unlosable especially after that drop catch by Kushal Mendes I say a drop catch at deep mid wicket off Ben Stokes just before he got going um, in that final burst and and again I was thinking for Mendes and thinking about Pradeep and and, and thinking they can't possibly give it away from here um, with, with the nerves at the death but I'm so glad they hung on not just for um, Sri Lankan cricket which really needed this shot of adrenaline but also the tournament because as I said off the top we were very worried about the volume of dead rubbers and if England got over the line today that almost certainly would have materialised but now even though it's just one game, it, it does change a lot because England are in a situation now where mathematically it's possible, it's unlikely, but possible, they'll need to win all three of their remaining games mm-hmm. on the way in. And they're against Australia, India and New Zealand, who more than likely be still three of the other four sides in the semi-finals. And I think the great Pakistani statistician Mazar Ashad popped up on Twitter that um, England have not beaten Australia, New Zealand or India at a World Cup since 1992. So um, there's there's a tasty little morsel. Suddenly history starts weighing. Yeah, Stokes should perhaps have been caught that difficult catch and, and that would have been Malinga's Pfeiffer and would have won the game. And, and there was that moment as the tough chance went down out in the deep that you thought... You know, Malinga was sort of head in hands and you thought, well, have they botched it? Especially as Stokes started whacking a couple more boundaries after that. But um, somehow they managed to find a way through and there'll be an awful lot of the England top order looking at themselves. But I'm looking at the Sri Lankan top order. I mean, obviously you could say Malinga's 4 for or, or Stokes' 82 
could be player of the day. But player of the day for me was Ivishka Fernando. He came into this side, hasn't hasn't played so far in the campaign. He's young and 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 fearless, but not really brash. He came in and just played gorgeously. He attacked. He made forty nine of thirty nine, but none of them were were hack shots. None of them were slogs. He was he was driving and flicking and cutting. And there was a, a hook shot he played off Jofra Archer for six. Now Sri Lanka were two wickets down with three runs on the board, and he comes out and hooks Archer for six. A proper bouncer gets the full face on it with an upward movement, like a diagonal swing of the bat, and lifts it away at Headingley, uh, way back into the crowd. And you just thought, hang on a minute. That was the thing that changed the momentum and, and made you feel like Sri Lanka weren't going to roll over today. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, he made 49 of the first 62 runs that Sri Lanka made today. And he, you're right, it's just at the point where, you know, they're, they're two wickets down in the third over, three runs on the board. It's looking like it's going to be one of those days where everyone gets to have an early shower and, you know, make dinner plans and so forth. But um, the I was watching that passage of play and for me what stood out was the beautiful sound his strokes were making off the bat. Uh, that hook shot in particular, but a couple of the cut shots, he absolutely creamed um, making 49 off 39 balls through the, you know, through the guts of that power play. And then Mendes and Matthews followed who have been the engine room of this side for quite a while now Matthews for a very long time but but Mendes is the is the star of the side he's their best player he's their most accomplished cricketer um he was able to come in and bat with Fernando and then subsequently bat with Matthews and hold it together. Matthews, 85 not out of 115 balls. I mentioned before that a lot of smart judges thought that he might have been right at the very end of his career. But, I mean, to turn the clock back and play a match-winning innings like this in the World Cup to somehow give Sri Lanka a chance to... A team that, you know, we all pretty much thought were the weaker side coming into the tournament. They're now really the only one with any meaningful chance of making it to the final four of those who are outside of it at the moment. I mean, what a great story this is and I think especially uh, with Fernando's innings the fact that the two men out were Karuna Ratna and Kusal Pereira now they're the only two who've really showed any stomach for the fight so far this series they've they've been the ones where all the runs have come from the two openers whether it's Karuna Ratna grafting or um, Kusal Pereira counter-attacking and, and taking the bowling on they were both gone you know Karuna Ratna for one Kusal Pereira for two and uh, so so to lose your your two informed best players really uh, and then come out and play like that just just astonishing and to get them up to nine for 232 just crucial that they batted out the overs in the end and they got every run they could and a word for Kusal Pereira who's the wicketkeeper as well those two catches off Dananjaya De Silva it was Wokes and Rashid were red hot they were both edges off the back foot very hard to take for a wicketkeeper he just perfectly which you know added to the collapse which had already started when uh, Mo and Ali was the first of the Dan and Jay victims he took three for 32 from eight overs he sometimes gets tagged a part-time spinner he's an awful lot better than that of course Jeff you saw that in the test series over there a few years ago likewise I did as well on the one day as and he also made 29 or 47 balls at an important time when again Sri Lanka lost wickets in a clump Dan and Jay came in so in terms of unheralded heroes Dan and Jay is right up there for his contribution with ball and bat and also Kusal Pereira for the, those two really important catches without them uh, you know the, the the follow-up from Malinga and what happened of course at the end with with uh, no one predict wouldn't have been possible yeah, look, every time a couple of wickets went down in the Sri Lankan innings someone did manage to get together and rebuild it even if they weren't smashing boundaries um, plenty of suggestions at the halfway mark that they should have attacked more but their, their bowlers bore them out in the end it, it's just that it never looked like England would give it up until well into the match you know Johnny Best they made a first ball dark and that happens and James Vince looked good hit a couple of boundaries and nicked off to slip which you know that always happens um 
Owen Morgan was a funny one. You know, last time out he hit 17 sixes and, you know, smashed um, sixes off every ball just about. He was 21 off 35 here. He would have made about 80 off that 21 balls last time he batted and then squeezed a catch back to Isura Udana, who we've spoken about, the, the slower ball merchant who, yeah, as you say, took a ripper. But still, it was, you know, Joe Root had passed 50. He was batting with Stokes. It all looked pretty good. And then Root tickles one from Malinga down the leg side. Malinga had already got Bairstow first ball that Bairstow had faced in the match. And then suddenly uh, Malinga comes back and nails Joss Butler leg before wicket for 10. And they're in all sorts. And then it's Dunn and Jaya De Silva, as you say, who comes on with the off breaks and, and coaxes out the wickets, gets Mo and Ali to hole out and then gets uh, Wokes and Rashid caught behind. Yeah, Udana, that caught and bowled. We saw that he executed two direct hit runouts in his follow-through against Australia. A fantastic catch to get Owen Morgan and that slow ball to get Jofra Archer. So again, a very skillful uh, later overs bowler who we didn't perhaps see a lot of before this tournament, but he's but is, uh, showing his credentials on the big stage. And then the Joe Root dismissal, which was a, a very odd one. So Malinga, as you say, picked up Bairstow first ball and then Vince in about his third or fourth over, I think it was. But um, in his second spell, comes back and gets Joe Root down the leg side. Um, you don't see... Uh, you don't see half-hearted appeals like that, which is what it was, get referred that often, and then overturned. I mean, Root didn't look like he had much to worry about on the first replay. Indeed, he went straight back to his mark and started taking guard once more. But um, as technology showed, there was a there was a spike, and he was gone on 57. And that, that's when the wobble sort of started, didn't it? So at that point, England are 127 for three in the 31st over. And yes, they lost the three early wickets. But with Root, um, they had full confidence that they were you know trending towards a relatively comfortable victory. Stokes had started nicely too but um, after Root it, the wheels did fall off really I mean um, Butler got a good one from Malinga fell over the top of his front pad and leg before again so Malinga that second spell ended up being just as important as his first but also the fact that he had the wherewithal to, to, to trust himself and go upstairs for that Root review Yeah and, and you get the feeling with that England lower order and their batting you know if if they'd been walking out with England on 300 needing 350 from the last handful of overs then they might have been a lot more confident than sort of coming out with a score on 180 needing 230 they they came out with mm. some level of hesitance and um, that lack of surety and we've seen so much confident lower order batting from England that it seemed like that the nerves of having to be in a small chase, you know, even even though it was a steepish target there were still 50 odd needed when the tail were out there with Stokes they just approached it more tentatively perhaps than we've seen them do in the past. The selection table is interesting for England, isn't it? Because you look at Liam Plunkett being left out of this side uh, and and you kind of think about a guy who's been as accomplished as a lower order player for England as he's been. You've just got to find a way to get him back in. I'm not quite sure what the right combination is, but I find it hard to believe that Plunkett, with what he can do in the middle overs and what he can do with the bat down at nine, how he's been squeezed out after a really good couple of games after missing early in the tournament. Mm. I, I don't really, I don't really see how that happened. Yep, um, it's it's a peculiar one, and you know, Mo and Ali again didn't come off, tried to take on the field when maybe it wasn't needed, and that's what really started the last shake, because if Moen's there with Stokes mm. working the ball around, it's not like they needed to run a ball, really, even at that point. Gee, copped it, didn't he? I don't know if you've seen social media in response to Mo and Ali, but it was brutal. I think Michael Vaughan got, went in studs up as well, uh, and I think that was the general consensus that uh, Moen, after having swept a nice six, didn't need to try and take Dan and Jay on again in the same over. I think it might have been the next ball or yeah, a, couple a couple of balls, of balls. later. In any case, he, he he really he really copped it there. So uh, he's been a bit of a whipping boy at times for England and, and might find himself 
out of a job because Adel Rashid bowled quite well. And if they're going to stick with one spinner, if they can back that, get enough overs out of Joe Root. We saw last week that Root can be quite useful. It might be Mo and Ali who, surprisingly, given the all-round attributes that he gives to the England side, we saw just a few days ago, 31 not out off nine balls at the death. But if they're looking to find a way to get Plunkett in, I'm afraid it might be uh, it might be Moeen who has to make well, way. Well, I... Uh, uh what was it? Three for 32 from eight for Dunninger. De Silva, a week in the pool, has done wonders for Sri Lanka. Old prune fingers, Lassith Malinga turning back the clock. <laughs> and they, they look like a side that have their aquatic leisure program all worked out. And uh, we should have a look at the table and what that means for them when we hit part two. This is the end of part one of the final word. Well, cut Now, quick word about our sponsors, Jeff. Have you ever thought about your dream retirement? I have literally never thought about any kind of retirement. <laughs> well, are you keeping an eye on your super? Are you confident you're with the fund that has your best interest at heart? If I'm completely honest, I don't think I even know what fund I'm with or if I have super. <laughs> okay, well, this is very important information for you. Did you know that CBUS is an award-winning industry super fund run to benefit members rather than profit shareholders? So, for example, this year, CBUS won the CanStar Most Satisfied Customers Superfund Award. That does sound like a deeply satisfying experience. <laughs> well, they've put their members' interests first for 34 years, and it shows. Their My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% over that time. That actually does sound like something I should investigate. <laughs> so consider CBUS today. Visit cbussuper.com.au. And remember that past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. <laughs> You've always wanted to do that. This is the final word. World Cup Daily. Thanks to CBUS. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon, as ever, date 23. Um, the pool. Let's start there in terms of Hall of Fame. Uh, hard to go past it. We've had so much correspondence in the last hour, and quite rightly, we did have a lot of fun at Sri Lanka's expense, but it was said with love. Let's remember that we've both toured Sri Lanka, we adore Sri Lanka, and we want nothing more than the, for them to f- perform, and uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't be happier. And if the, and if the, uh, and if the gentle ribbing they copped for their uh, protest of sorts, I think it was last week when they didn't show up to the press conference, or, although that must be said, I spoke to Fidel Fernando today about the, the protest at, um, at where were we? The, the Oval. Gee, I'm, my voice is cracking. Uh, at the Oval, and he thought it might have just been a, 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 a stuff up more than a conspiracy. But in any case, um, uh, the pool was the major talking point. Um, they've obviously been in the drink this week. Uh, so the pool goes back into the Hall of Fame for its transformative well, effect. Who better than Sri Lanka to win a few pool matches at the World Cup? Um, I think I think Udana's caught and bold has to be in there. That was um, that was sensational because uh, purely not purely but largely because he caught it reverse cup. It was smashed back past the bowler on his right hand side, and it was travelling at a decent rate and he got his hands across to it um, reverse cup style around hip high and somehow managed to catch it even though his hands were facing the opposite sort of way that you'd like them to be um, and somehow managed to avoid the ice cream cone and, and the ball stayed in. So d- just for that catching technique, I'd pop that, uh, that up there. Also because I think we've had the pool in the Hall of Fame already once. I don't know if it can have two Yeah, go. <laughs> get there a second time. I was going to put something else in there for a second time, that being the DRS and the use of it to get rid of Joe Root. Because again, mm. 
mm. without that decision, without that gutsy decision, if they don't go upstairs and they let Root continue, yep. they almost certainly lose that game in a cancer. So that was what it hinged on. So fair play to the, the technology, which often cops an absolute hiding, especially when it comes to ball fair, tracking. Fair but play to the skipper. It did its job that today. That Corinna Ratner's third yeah. Hall of Fame gong so far in the tournament, if we get him in. <laughs> yeah, right, eh? Well, Let's I think pop him in. He's, he's definitely... He's definitely into the final bracket. We're nearly at day 32. At day 32, we're going to um, organize these into a group and find a way of breaking it down and getting um, us down to, I don't know, I guess a, a final four for the semifinals through voting. I'm sure we can uh, engage the, the public in a democratic process. We love democracy on the final word. In terms of the points table, Australia remain um, top of the pops. They would have been joined by England had they won, but instead... England are on eight points. They, of course, lost to Pakistan. They've now lost to Sri Lanka. So um, they're on eight from six games. New Zealand are in between the two of them with four wins and one no result from five games. So New Zealand have a point and a game in hand on England. So that's quite useful for the Black Caps. India played tomorrow against Afghanistan, the game that I'm at down here in Southampton. Um, they can jump and leapfrog England as well if they win, as you expect they would. Um, they might want to try and get a decent chunk of net run rate on there as well, given that New Zealand and India both had a no result, whereas England, whereas England and Australia didn't. So if those four teams are duking it out, um, with New Zealand's net run rate at plus 1.5 at the moment, India's is plus 1.0. We have no idea what that means exactly, but if India have a, a convincing win against Afghanistan, they might be able to, to bridge the gap somewhat. And then in fifth place, with two wins... So uh, the win against uh, Afghanistan, where they crawled over the line, uh, the the amazing win today. So they've beaten the tenth team in the in the tournament and the top team in the tournament, and they've had two washouts between times, <laughs> getting them a point each. So they're essentially three wins from six games on six points, and they're just sitting one point behind just India, lurking. albeit after playing. Well, they've played two games more than India, it's worth yeah. noting, uh, because, of course, India started a long way behind anyone else. But but still, uh, their destiny is in their own hands with three games to go. If they won them all, they'd be on 12 points, and it'd be hard to see a way they wouldn't get through. So who do Sri Lanka play their last three games against? Have you got that uh, I will in it just a second, but I, I thought it's worth noting that a team with such a strong aquatic theme is now a dangerous floater in the pool stage. Yes. <laughs> Um, is, is that that's just gross and bit, I mean you know why not Sri Lanka next have South Africa next Friday so they've got a long break they do have a long break that's a good that's a good time to have a mm-hmm. long break for Sri Lanka so they can regroup and watch the teams play each other including uh, Australia playing England which might be quite important because if England lose that game to Australia well I mean I haven't logged on to Twitter for, for long since the since the result today but I'm tipping I have a fair idea of what it's going to look like uh, once Australia wakes up this yep. morning they you know and you might be waking up to this podcast and you might be waking up to the scorecard um, what I would urge is if you're waking up to the scorecard and hearing this is that Sri Lanka were absolutely brilliant today so don't um, attribute this completely to something about England being overconfident or choking or whatever it is um, credit where it's due Sri Lanka were, were really outstanding. So they do get um, South Africa at Durham in the northeast. I think they might be the first game up there. So a big opportunity for them to get two more points. Got the Windies, and then they've got India. So uh, it might come down to that last India-Sri Lanka game for them to try to squeeze in. i tell you what, that's a great time to get South Africa and the West Indies both in Durham. So they won't have to go anywhere mm. now for a week before their next game. Presumably, they'll go up to the northeast, settle down somewhere in Durham, a beautiful part of the planet up there. And, and they can just you know get used to their surroundings and play two games in four days. And if they can set yeah. it up, they can knock the pins down against India at Leeds, the ground where they won today. So another omen on the final day of the group stage on Saturday, the 6th of July. So I've just about 
talk myself into that. I think Sri Lanka yeah, will make have, it. Have a couple of nights out in Newcastle, uh, hang out with the Toon, um, go to Alan Shearer's place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and if they're going, if they're going to be up there, I suggest they go out in Sunderland. I, I, I had a, I, I had a very enjoyable night at a, at the nightclubs in Sunderland a couple of years ago, and, and for mine, it's better than Newcastle. That'll win me a few, um, a few, a few Twitter mentions, I'm sure. But uh, they have ample time to sample both. Another excellent river and excellent bridge up there. So uh, England have Australia next on Tuesday, as we said, they've got to play Australia, New Zealand, and India. India for their final three, so that's pretty spicy as well. And tomorrow, India, Afghanistan and the West Indies, New Zealand. So New Zealand could uh, firm up their spot in the top four or the Windies could cause a lot of trouble for them depending what happens in the night game tomorrow. Yeah. If West Indies win tomorrow, I mean, again, the West Indies should be gone with, with one win uh, from their five games. But because they had the draw, if they're two and a half out of six... I mean, they're a long way back, and again, they need everything to go right, but it would just shake things up, and it would mean that we have two other live live teams in the mix other than the four that we thought might be the case at the end of the weekend. So it's the perfect time to have had this happen. I was very worried about the prospective dead rubbers. It's unlikely we're going to go down that path now, and that's a great thing for this World Cup. I'm not saying it's by design. No one woke up this morning expecting Sri Lanka to win, not seriously. Um, but let's be glad that it's happened because we have a lifeline. We do have a lifeline, and that is very important when you're in the swimming pool. Uh, we've got to wrap this up because we've gone over 20 <laughs> minutes and we're going to be sternly punished. This has been the Final Word World Cup Daily, day 23, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Seba Super, the industry fund clobbering your retirement for six. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a nice evening. Till then. Or day or morning or wherever it is you are. Enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun. I ain't protected, brother. I ain't fenced. And if my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.